Good morning. Good to have everyone here today. Thankful to hear the sound of y'all visiting and uh, getting reacquainted. I'm seeing some new faces here that I haven't seen in a while, and every week that's true, and I'm really thankful for that. I, I just wanted to be sure you knew that uh, I was doing my homework this week, just so you know. And my question would be to you, what are you listening to? What are you hearing in your ears, and particularly in your heart? First John says, how great, the love, how great the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And if that's not strong enough statement, it repeats it with this, and that is what we are. And I've been filling my heart with that this week. I've found two or three songs, including Jesus Loves Me, that emphasizes that even more all the time. If you're into old Christian music, look up Mark Schultz called I Am a Child of God. I, I challenge you to listen to that song once and not start singing it in your heart. It'll bless you. Really glad to have everyone here today. Thank you for taking the time to be here. I know it's summertime and I know we have a lot going on. Uh, but you've chosen to be in this assembly today, and I'm really thankful. If you're joining us virtually, we're really thankful that you joined us today as well. Thankful that you would choose to click and join us, and we ask that you might give us a like on YouTube uh, as the service unfolds if you're blessed. I want to be sure there continues to be opportunities to be aware of different things that are going on, and we have a text service uh, that we utilize and you can be a part of getting those updates generally once a week you get an update that says here's the the video update that's going on but there are other things that we can take place that so if you'll ta text to 979-217-3300 this is the new phrase lj cup date everybody say it with me lj cup date that way you won't get confused you can get that out there I love, by the way, the service kind of, when somebody sends us a message, if it's not the right phrase, it pops up in a different area. And to find all the ways that that can get done in different things uh, is, is really interesting. But I wanted to be sure you were making sure that you were uh, connected to us as best you could through that process. Hope you grab the caring and sharing on your way in, a number of things that you'll want to be updated on there. You can always find the caring and sharing at the website, ljchurch.org, and invite you to do that. Also, again, just as a part of us trying to stay informed, uh, we don't, don't want to invest a lot of time doing details of announcements during the service. So once a week, typically, an LJC update comes out. Good-looking guy will talk to you about things that are going on and, and bring you up to date. And particularly, we, we have a great time of getting to pray together. And, uh, and I would encourage you to let that be part of, of your routine. usually comes in Thursday, Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening at some point. would remind you that we'll continue, we are continuing our contactless communion and contribution. Hope that you got your uh, little cup, your little uh, self-contained communion set. Uh, if you didn't, this would be the time to get it. And also be aware that the QR code would lead you to any kind of contactless giving that we have. But we also have a box in the back that you can participate, uh, use that to participate. Finally, parents, be sure that you're aware that before we send our kids to Praise Kids and Limitless Kids and Stage 2 and those kinds of things, we will have the kids gift bucket down front and they can participate in that. We uh, have been blessed all month to be celebrating the Impact, uh, Impact Houston work. And this morning, we were if you, if you got here at 930, you were really blessed to hear the stories of what goes on. 
there and uh, would ask that you would continue to remember them in your prayers. Uh, and if you want to learn more about how you can be involved, uh, impacthoustonchurch.org would be the place that you could do that. So uh, please keep them in your prayers. As we begin our service this morning, I would ask you to stand wherever you are. Uh, and we'll start our worship with a reading from Psalm 145. I encourage you to read along with me, if you would. I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to anger, and filled with unfailing love. All of your faithful followers will praise you, for your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your rule throughout all generations. And the whole church said, Good morning. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing my heavenly Lord, O oh my soul, I worship Your holy name. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing Your song. Thank you. 
Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we praise your name, most high and holy name. All the four have gathered in your name. May all the heavens and earth sing your praises. We wish to ask your blessing on Impact Houston. May your light shine strong on all that they touch. May you work through them to reach a hurting world. We pray for the sick and infirm. May their challenges be few. Your strength be present with them. We pray for your church. May the ministers, elders, and deacons be graced with your Holy Spirit. May it be ever present in their hearts and minds. We ask your blessings on our members who are not present. Keep them safe until their return. As our service continues, quieten our minds, still our hearts, strengthen our lives and inspire our spirits. Bless us all and grant our petitions. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. ...for the Lord's Supper. Breath of heaven. 
I'll read some lyrics. To everyone who's lost someone they love long before it was their time, you feel like the days you had were not enough when you said goodbye. And to all the people with burdens and pains keeping you back from your life, you believe that there's nothing and there is no one who can make it right. There is hope for the helpless, rest for the weary, and love for the broken heart. And there is grace and forgiveness, mercy and healing. He'll meet you wherever you are. Cry out to Jesus. For the marriage that's struggling just to hang on, they've lost all their faith and love. And they've, got, they've done all they can to make it right again. And still it's not enough. For the ones who can't break the addictions and chains, you try to give up, but you come back again. Just remember that you're not alone in your shame and your suffering. When you're lonely and it feels like the whole world is falling on you, you just reach out, you just cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. To the widow who suffers from being, al being alone, wiping the tears from her eyes, and for the children around the world without a home, say a prayer tonight. There is hope for the helpless, rest for the weary, and love for the broken heart. And there is grace 
and forgiveness, mercy and healing. He'll meet you wherever you are. Cry out to Jesus. I may have shared these lyrics to you before in the past, but when I was asked to do the Lord's Supper, I thought of this. I wanted to leave this with you. Because if you ever ask me, and sometimes I'll tell you without the invitation, I believe the main purpose of the church gathering together here and now is for this. It's for the communion. It's for the, the Lord's Supper. With our family, our church family, not just here, but around the world, we are celebrating together as a family. Don't misunderstand me. I do believe that the, the time of prayer, uh, our time in praising God through, uh, through song, our, our song worship, through the message that's presented, I think all of these are very important parts of our service. But this is why we gather. This is the real reason we come together. Everything else builds together and creates what we experience. But if it wasn't for this, we could have our study at home. We can sing to the radio, some better than others. But the communion is why we gather. The communion is why the church has grown to what it is around the world today. And so when I was asked this week to, to do the Lord's Supper, I wanted to share these lyrics. And I know this song was released back in 2005, so it's probably considered an old song now. But it was an echo of where we are. We're all broken. We have our struggles. We have our weaknesses. We have these, these things that we, we desperately try to, to overcome. And the song says, there is hope for the helpless, rest for the weary, a love for the broken heart. There is grace, forgiveness, mercy, and healing. And y'all, he meets you wherever you are. You do not have to be perfect to take of the communion. You do not have to have everything right in your life. He meets you. Babel was built. They were trying to reach the heavens. God knocked it down. Moses went up to uh, Sinai, and yet still he could not go high enough. God came down. Ultimately, Jesus came to us. That is why we celebrate. This is why we recognize the communion for what it is, the Lord's Supper, the body that was broken, the, the blood that was poured out. I'm getting the right passage. From Luke chapter 5, uh, starting in verse 29, it says, Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eaten with them, others being sinners, you and I. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but, to, but sinners to repentance. And this is why we celebrate. Because Jesus called us. He came to us 
in our brokenness, in our messed upness, um, anything that's not rightness. He came for you and I, just as we are. And so as we take of the Lord's Supper, as we remember the body that was broken, you don't have to be perfect. In fact, he doesn't want you to be perfect. He wants you to be who you are, trying to be more and, like, more, and more like him. And that's enough. He is the once and for all sacrifice. That is why our perfection still isn't good enough. And so as we take of the bread, let's remember the body that was broken. He is the great physician. He is the one that makes our sin disappear. He is the one that makes us right. May we never forget that. May we remember that it's never what I can do, but it's about what he has done. Let's pray. Our Father God, I thank you so much for the things you do for us. Thank you for the things that we, we don't see you do because we know you are always working in our lives. Father, we know that the Lord's Supper is not something to, to fill our stomachs or just to kill time during our hour of worship. But this is the reason we meet, to remember the sacrifice of your son Jesus, the sacrifice that took away our sins so that we may be pure, so that we may be righteous, so that we may be perfect in your eyes. Father, forgive us. Take away our sins and forget them. Help us be the people you need us to be. Father, we remember you hanging on the cross. We remember the, the pain and agony that you went through. And as we take of this bread, Father, I just ask that you help us Try to strive to be more and more like you each and every day. We break this bread because we want to be broken like you. Humble us, humble us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Let's pray for the cup. Father God, we come before you again. We are so thankful again for the sacrifice of Jesus. We thank you for the blood that was poured out from the, the lashing that he received, from the uh, crown of thorns forced upon his head, and from the spear that was piercing, that pierced his side. And we knew, Father, from that, we know, Father, that his life was given as the blood and the water were separated. And Father, as we take this cup that represents the blood, help us pour ourselves out and pour into you as you've poured into us. We thank you again for Jesus' sacrifice, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, 
I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We are a very blessed congregation. Uh, all throughout COVID, we've been able to keep our um, financial um, responsibilities covered, and that's all thanks to you. Uh, everyone's been giving and doing a, a fantastic job, and I just want to thank you all for that, um, especially as Alan and I are on staff. We really do appreciate that. There's a QR code on the uh, screen. If you don't know how that works, open your camera setting and point it and a little drop down box will come. You can give online, it's safe and secure. Um, we have a box in the back that you can give. Uh, there's many ways you can do it. Write a check, drop it by the uh, church office. Um, we'll take your money. Um, so give to the Lord and he'll, he'll bless you. I know that for sure. Um, so let's give to God for the, the contribution. Our Father, we thank you for the things you give us. We thank you for uh, the, the financial blessings you've blessed us with. We thank you for uh, the things that are not of monetary value as well. We thank you for these things, and we just ask that you receive the gifts that we're uh, giving, um, no matter what form it comes in. We ask, Father, that you multiply it and use it, and may your kingdom grow and be glorified as a result. We thank you for the missions we get to support. We thank you for the uh, service projects we get to help around with, uh, for our benevolence, for our children's ministry, the youth, the uh, missions, the, just so many things that this money goes to. And I thank you that we get to be such an active church because of the generosity of this congregation. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your son again, for the ultimate gift. And it's in his name we pray. There is stage two and Praise Kids, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, Praise Kids this week. Um, we have a kids gift bucket, so grab your coins, your cash, your checks, whatever, and kids, come on down. in a very orderly line. Uh, let's all stand and sing. And after this song, Kyle will bring us the scripture. Like a river glorious is God's perfect peace over all victorious in its pride increase. Perfect
Philippians 1, Philippians 1, 2 through 11 says, Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, and whenever I am in chains of defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how long for you, how I long for you, with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and what may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, the glory and praise of God. Please stand as a song before the sermon. Change my heart, oh God, make it ever Change my heart, O oh God, may, may I remind you, you are the And the whole church said, 
Well, I don't know about you, um, but I, I have discovered that grandchildren are just really, really awesome. Somebody say amen. Uh, you know, they, you go and you see them, or they come and see you, even when they come and see you. And we had a couple of them in the house this week. You know, they, they play, and uh, if you don't know, Marshalls is, is our, our, our boy, and he, uh, you walk in the room, and he just catches you with his eyes. And I mean, he tracks, I don't know, have you ever seen one of those paintings that are kind of freaky, that as you walk across the painting, the eyes seem to follow you? He's not a painting, and he just, he is soloed in on you until he hears Mimi's voice, and then he solos in on her, and, and she goes that way. And, and, you know, the best part is you love on them, you get to play with them, and then we have a dirty diaper, and there is this person, this child that you raised, who's going to go take them and change the dirty diaper. Somebody say amen. And they start to cry when they get a little tired or whatever, and there's this mother there that picks them up and takes them off, and it's not your job to deal with that. And so grandchildren are just absolutely awesome. I'm pretty sure someone else thought kids of all kinds and all ages, shapes, sizes, colors, whatever you want to say, were pretty wonderful. It is interesting that Matthew, Mark, and Luke will all record and they will record multiple stories of Jesus picking up a child and, and using them to, to speak to the disciples about the kind of humility and, and innocence and faithfulness, trustworthiness that you need. And then, of course, we also have the record of the, the, the mothers bringing children to Jesus. And Jesus simply says... Don't you dare keep those children away from me. I am never too busy for those children. We're fairly certain, no, we absolutely know that Jesus was not a grandparent. But that is the attitude of a grandparent. Get those children to me. Parents will say, I've had enough of that. Please go another direction. Grandparents will always say, no, 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 no. Please come to me. We are glad. But of course, we say, come to me because we know if there's trouble, we'll hand them off to somebody else. Amen. Jesus seemed to just love them. As we hear the words of Scripture, I have to ask, are they just comments on history? Are they just kind of words that meant somebody to some meant something to someone back then? Are they words that were to be heard by those people and we kind of overhear them and say, Well, I am so glad Jesus said that to that person, whomever it may be. Or I'm so glad that that letter was written to the Philippian Christians because it just sounds like they needed that kind of word. Or, or, as we talked about last week, is he speaking to us? Is he speaking to me? And for me, I would say he is absolutely speaking to me. And he is speaking to you. When we hear words like this, when we hear words like, I thank God for you, when, I hear, when, I, when we hear words, I pray with joy, pray with joy over you. I am thankful for your partnership in the gospel. We do have to absolutely say, Paul is writing to this church in Philippi, but it's very interesting that so early on, the church in Philippi was not the only church that held on to Paul's words to them. Other churches and other individuals seem to collect those words as if the words weren't just for the person they were addressed to, but instead 
were somehow inspired by the Spirit, partnered with God, Paul in his writing, partnered with God to speak a word to them. And then a, a, a generation came and went, and they passed on those words. And so while we recognize that there is a setting and a primary occasion for these kinds of words, we have to also recognize that the church preserved them because they all spoke, also spoke to the church of that day. And in my heart, they speak to me. Not just Paul's words, but Paul as God's inspired writer speaks to me and speaks to you. Joy. Partnership. Have you ever thought of somebody saying, I thank God for you. Paul summarizes his sentiments with the closing phrase, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. And I find it interesting, and we could argue about the idea of on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And I think you can find in Paul's writing evidence that Paul really did feel like in his time, in his generation, Jesus was coming back again. I would also say to you that at some point, Paul seemed to move off of that idea and began to talk about the coming of Jesus as something that would happen in the future. And I would say to you, he's going to carry it on completion, not just till you get old. Not just carry it on to completion until you get to be 20 or 25, you know, old. Not going to just carry it on to completion until you get to retirement or empty nest life. He's not just going to carry it on to completion until the day you die. God is going to carry on to completion what he began in you until the day Christ returns again and we are all made new. Can somebody say amen? You need to understand this language as being a classic form of blessing, formal blessing. A spoken word that someone speaks to someone that envisions a preferred future of what they're going to be about. Paul would have read his Old Testament. Let's be sure and say, Paul probably had most of the Old Testament memorized in his heart. At least had the first five books memorized. To be a Pharisee, that would have been a requirement, not just an encouragement or a good idea. You need to be sure you understand, just because you say, well, why can't we memorize more stuff? Well, be sure when you live in a world, when you live in a world where the written word is everywhere, I don't have my phone up here, somebody say amen that Alan doesn't take his phone to the podium, um, it would be, be distracting, um, but we have the written word everywhere in a world where the written word was a very rare thing and you couldn't carry it around in your pocket the power of memorization was much more not just a, a good idea but a necessity Paul would have known, heard those words Paul would have seen those forms in so many different ways not just numbers where Moses tells the Levites to speak the words that we'll sing over each other in just a minute the Lord bless you and keep you. But he heard Abraham's, Paul, God's word to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Paul knew what it was to hear a blessing pronounced on someone. But with God, the future 
isn't just, it would be nice if this happened. With God, the future becomes a great assurance. One of the Bible's most abiding images is when God takes Abram, at that time Abraham, you'll know him more commonly as, and shows, says, says count the stars. Can you count the stars? And for those of us who live in places that have lots of, of light pollution, it's, it's like, well, you know, it might be possible to count the stars I can see, but when we get off in a place where it's dark, if you ever have the opportunity to go up to uh, Brazos Bend State Park, they have a, 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 a telescope thing there. What are those called? Planet, not planetarium, telescope. Have a telescope there, and they have put it in such a place where you are miles from light. And the sky comes to life. And if you think it's wonderful here, you need to take a vacation to the mountains someday and drive off in the evening and get out of the car and just plan to spend an hour or so. Not that you're going to count the stars, but the stars are going to come to life. Many of you have spent evening like that in the mountains of New Mexico or Colorado. God speaks this count the stars kind of language. And we have to hear two different forms of language, particularly in the Old Testament. There are two forms of language, first of which is covenant language. God promising Abraham, going to give you a son, going to give you land, going to give you a great nation in your name. And particularly the, the, the statement, you will be a blessing to all people. This is covenant languages. You follow me and I will. You hear a lot of this associated with the kings. If you will follow me, if you'll abide in my word, read my word day and light, not turn from it to the left or the right. This should be a phrase you've heard before if you've read your Old Testament. It, the covenant will be continued on through you. But there's another kind of language that the Old Testament speaks. And by the way, these are not the only two kinds of language. I'm not trying to say that. But that we also hear this idea of blessing. Covenant God promising and blessing God saying there's something wonderful. There's a preferred future out there for you. Now sometimes it's humans speaking these blessings. And again, they have no, no hand in what the future unfolds other than the foundation that they put someone on and the direction they point them, the wisdom they teach them. But in reality, when God speaks a blessing, it's something different, isn't it? Because the preferred future that God speaks of is a future that God is going to bring about. When he says in Jeremiah, tell the people, you don't need to be planting vineyards, you don't need to be doing all this stuff, because I am going to restore you to the land. You don't know all the good things that I have in store for you, even though you're in a place where many difficult things going on. In many ways, in Christ, these two forms come together. In Christ, the language of covenant becomes the language of blessing because in Christ, all of God's covenant work has been completed. Amen? You remember Jesus on the cross. We have words recorded. And John will particularly say, Jesus says, it is, can you finish the line for me? Finished. There's no more unfolding of the story. Although the story will continue and we will see what God will continue to do, there's not going to be another covenant that comes. There's not going to be another set of promises from God. There is 
this finishing of what God wanted to do through his death and his resurrection, and the resurrection will be made universal when he comes back again. Amen? And so when we hear words of blessing, words of covenant and blessing come together, I want you to hear the way the prophet Zephaniah combines both the idea of the covenant God has with his people with also with the words of blessing that he wants to point them towards. In verse three, chapter 3, starting with verse 14, Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. This is covenant kind of language. He has, turned away from, he has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord. By the way, in this time when he wrote to say the King of Israel was the Lord was to be sure and make a very important point. It's not that guy sitting on the throne in Jerusalem. It's the guy who's sitting on the throne in heaven. Amen. The King of Israel, the Lord is on, in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion, do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. I have no idea. You guys can raise a pretty good song. I just want to say, you decide that you're going to get behind a song and you can raise a pretty good song. But when it says that the Lord sings loudly over you, I have a feeling it's a whole nother exponential thing. Amen? He will rejoice over with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. As on a day of festival. I will remove disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach for it. I will deal with all your oppressors at that time and I will save the lame and gather the outcast and I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. Isn't it amazing how quickly we want to take the shame of the outcast and the lame and say, I'm glad God's taking care of those people. That isn't the language, is it? Because when we're truthful with ourselves, we are those who can't do for ourselves. Amen. And we are the people who without God would be the outcasts. And he changes our shame into praise and renown in the whole earth. It is within this setting of a combination of covenant and blessing. As one in Christ that Paul's word prays these words over the Philippian church. And over us, confident that who who began a good work in you, in Christ, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. The challenge I want to present to you today and ask you about is, are we listening to what we hear? I've presented scripture to you today. Scripture is speaking to us, Amen. Scripture wants to change our hearts, but are we listening or are we letting other voices speak louder in our hearts? Maybe we can ask what voices carry the greatest impact for us. First, I have to ask you, and I ask myself these things, same things. 
Is it your own voice of inadequacy or Jesus' voice of acceptance that you hear more? I appreciate Peter's words around the Lord's Supper. And isn't it wonderful the way all the parts of the service come together to point us towards what God is doing in our celebration of the Lord's Supper. Amen? There, there should never be a word separate and apart, right? Because when we gather, we want to gather around that table. And everything we do needs to point us towards what God has done in our life. Are we listening to our own voice of inadequacy? And by the way, if you're anything like me, you got lots of those little whispers speaking to you. I can remember I went to see a counselor for a while and they would talk about, you got some tapes from your past that you're playing in your head. Tapes is old language. You wouldn't even know what a tape is any longer. It, the idea that it, something could be on a loop and continuously playing. Uh, now you just press the shuffle thing and it just kind of shuffles through all those inadequacies. I'm not good enough, not smart enough, I don't work hard enough. You can hear them over and over again. And they can either become the theme of your life and you work all the time to try and somehow or another address that voice or you step into the acceptance that Jesus gives you. Not because you've become good enough, but because he chooses to love us exactly where we are. The people he died for on the day he went to the cross were not living in some sort of place of, yes, we've got it together. They were scattered in fear. One of his own disciples had been the one who betrayed him. There was something wrong with these people. And yet Jesus said, I'm going to give my life for them. And it's your worst moment on your worst day. You can look at the cross and say, Jesus decided the price to pay was worth it for you and for me and for humankind because he didn't want to leave anybody behind. Secondly, is it the voice of, and again this is connected, if I'm good or if I'm right, or is it Jesus' voice of forgiving? I don't know about you, but it's very easy to sit and listen to Christian proclamation. It's very easy to sit and listen to scripture being read over me. Or particularly the way that songs will sing scripture over us. And to say, yes, but that's for those people, right? That's for those folks that I know that seem to really have it all together. I wish I was good enough for those words to be for me. When you read the words of Zephaniah, these aren't words that are spoken over people that had it all together. They were words that God wanted to speak to his people to say, I'm ready to forgive you from all of that stuff because I want to bring you into a better relationship. And when we see Jesus on the cross, we need to sing those arms, not just stretched out in the agony of the crucifixion, but arms stretched out that want to welcome us into a forgiveness that is for all. John's word, John the Baptist's words, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away sin. Are you ready to hear God's forgiveness? Or are you constantly trying to say, Well, he'll forgive me when I'm good enough. Let me just real quickly say, if you're sitting around 
And you've heard about baptism all your life. You've seen people get into this water. You may have been somewhere where you were close enough that the, when somebody went down in the water, it made a little splash. And you, you, you can remember the feel even of the water. I've told you before, my vision, if I could just build a church from scratch, would be that we would put a baptistry right in the middle of everything. And whenever anybody got, got baptized, I would want to make lots of splash so that it went everywhere. Not because you're cleansed by the splash, but we're always reminded of the day that we were the ones who were put into, immersed in the water. And we were the ones that God made a splash with when he buried us and raised us up in his forgiveness. Amen? Through Jesus Christ. If you are sitting around waiting, saying, yes, I'll do that someday when I get this thing straightened out or when my thinking is more right on this. But mostly it's about, I'm just not sure I'm good enough, is it? I'm not right enough. I want to tell you right now, you'll never get there, because you can't get there without the waters of baptism. Somebody please say, that wasn't good enough. Somebody please say, yes. I like the yes. Thank you, Shannon. Third, Is it Satan's voice of condemnation or Jesus' song, I should have said song, Jesus' song of rejoicing? Which one rings in your head? Satan is never going to stop speaking condemnation. And because Satan speaks condemnation does not mean that we're condemned. Hallelujah. Because God's voice is greater than Satan's voice. Because the impact, remember God said, let there be light, and what happened? In all the cosmos, light. And when God said, mine, over you, it doesn't matter what Satan speaks, because his voice cannot carry what God carries. But unfortunately, Satan's always kind of there, isn't he? Always kind of saying, not really, not enough. I think that's the one that comes to me most often not enough and yet the voice of God the voice of Jesus sings over us with great rejoicing in anticipation of a day when all things are made new and we will all rejoice together in his presence for all eternity and the whole church said Mark will tell us Again, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all tell this story of the children coming to Jesus. No, 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 disciples, he rebukes them. Strong language. Rebukes the disciples. You let those children come to me. Don't ever stop those children from coming to me. But Mark will be the one who will say, Jesus took them in his arms. And he laid his hands on them. And he blessed them. had five grandchildren now and two of them are really not quite old enough to do it but the day that they get old enough to kind of get their own energy up and see you and come to you with their arms outstretched for a hug and in some small way 
I don't know about you, but in some small way, when I pick them up, I hope they understand that these are not just my arms. These are not just my blessing. These are not just my hands being laid on them, but it is God's arms and God's hands and God's blessing on them. What would it feel like for Jesus to say, stop that. I want to let Nash come in because I want to give him a hug. I didn't anticipate this, but I I picked the wrong guy. Come on. Goodness gracious. We're not going to stop at that, Nash. There are very few people that give as great a hug as Nash does. And I am blessed to get to be part of that. And I just want you to know, church, when Nash hugs me, God's hugged me. And you can have one of those, too. I'm fairly certain he gives them fairly freely. Thank you, Nash. Can y'all bless Nash, please? He looks at you, John. And he says, come. You don't have to come. (laughs) Margaret, he looks at you. He says, come into my arms. Harold, he looks at you. And he says, come into my arms. And that is the reality he speaks over us, if we will hear it. The reality of the language of promise that I love you and will love you and the language of blessing that I will carry you in my arms because the thing that I have begun, I will carry on to completion. Let us hear. Let us hear the words of God. Let the little children come to me. Do you hear him calling you? Today, this moment. We're going to sing a song, and you're welcome to come forward and say, I hear him calling me. How do I step forward in that relationship? And we'll begin that conversation. You can ask that of anybody that's nearby, but you're welcome to come forward and make that a public proclamation as we sing this song. If you're online with us, virtual with us, there's a number, 979-217-3300. We would be glad to start the conversation, whether you're virtually or you are just somebody who would rather start the conversation that way. You're free. You're invited. Not by me, but by the guy who hung on that cross and the guy that God raised from the dead. Won't you come as we stand and as we sing? You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken.
before Randy gets up here and, and uh, we'll, he'll be praying over these names. Just a couple of updates from, from the uh, caring and sharing. Again, these, these things are listed there. Kent Fowler uh, got through his surgery well this week and, and we believe is back home. Uh, update, Bob, we, Bob Aubrey is back home. I, I heard from him. He said he's feeling better. He particularly testified that Connie is awesome, his wife taking good care of him, and we all say amen to that, that kind of thing. Um, I want to mention it hasn't been in, in the caring and sharing for a while, but really thankful that Jay Foster's arm is better. He broke his arm, and he's back to work now, and we're thankful for that. I would particularly ask for your prayers for uh, the Rambo family, Dee and Nelda. Dee's cancer, as you know, has, been, has discovered to, be, to have metastasized and spread some, and we need to keep him in our prayers. And also the Kimmerling family as they gather around Shirley, who's been on hospice for a little while now, and we, we need to keep them in our prayers as well. I'll leave this note here with her. I want to say thank you for joining us today, and um, thank you, Alan, for a great lesson and, and just uh, something we really need to take to heart. Um, so to uh, make sure you look at, to um, when you um, listen, um, there is a lot of noise in this world, and one of them is this right here. And it, and it, it dawned on me today, I'm sitting there and it goes off, and I go, don't they know I'm in church right now? And so I just, the thing is, is that how important is it to be 
in God and with God at this moment. All the other distractions can go away. But when we let those things creep into our lives and we lose that focus, we're saying to God, this is more important than you. And, I t and it's something, I mean, I have to remind myself, you know what, that can wait. That can absolutely wait. And I need to focus on worshiping and praising him. And I think too often the distractions of this world gets, get it, gets in the way. Uh, one of the things I wanted to uh, say thank you to this uh, congregation and from the Pregnancy Help Center. Uh, they said that we, we, I don't have the total amount yet, what that is, but they said um, uh, such a blessing of what all we have done for that, the baby bottle boomerang. And um, I know if I ever tried to say that fast, it would not come out right. So, uh, but such a blessing to help that ministry there. Uh, I want to welcome Ozzy Garcia. Uh, Ozzy's going to be coming to us on an interim basis as our interim youth minister uh, for the next few months as we go through the process of uh, searching for a replacement for Peter and, and a blessing that Peter and the work that he did here and I know we were out of town yesterday, and Sandy goes, oh, we needed to go by, and, and we were out uh, taking grandkids all over the place, and uh, so we didn't get to make it by the garage sale, and main reason was not the garage sale. We were going to buy cookies and lemonade from Zoe. That was what was important. <laughs> the rest of it, I, I don't need no more junk at home. <laughs> well, it's not junk. I just don't need any more anything, Right? <laughs> no, she's she's a clutter buster. Just ask her mom. <laughs> um, they also want to introduce our uh, youth minister search team. I don't know that y'all all are here today, but uh, Terry German, if you would stand, uh, Manuel Chacon, uh, Dara Frazier, DJ Eisenhart, Abby uh, Tavery, Leanne Fry, and Andrew Hunter. And these are, this is a group that's going to start meeting, I think, uh, this very soon and, uh, and uh, start that process of that search for our new youth minister. Uh, it is a blessing to be here today. And I just want to say thanks again to uh, the lesson that invitation song today, today just answered to me a little bit more than normal. I don't know what it was, but... Uh, you know, here I am, I'm mic'd, and I'm getting and singing, and all of a sudden it just kind of gets you, and you're like, I can't sing no more. And just uh, the words, you know, it's in, in your breath, I mean, in our lungs, in our, we breathe this, we say this, we hear this, and we want to talk, and I think it's really, really important. Um, I don't have anything else. Uh, let's gonna go in prayer, and then after this, we'll stand and sing our closing song. Let's pray. Our fathers, we've come to you. Uh, we just want to lift some people up to you. One of them I forgot to mention was Liz Spencer, and who has been taken to the hospital with shortness of breath. Just want to uh, uh, be with her, be with the family, and and uh, to uh, deal with the issue that she's going through. The ones that Alan um, brought up this morning: Dee, Shirley, Bob, Kent, and Jay. Each one of them had their own situations that they're dealing with and the healing and 
and uh, and then the path that they're on dealing with the cancer and such a horrible disease and I just want to be with them in this time in their life and be with the doctors who administers to them be with us as a church uh, it's such a blessing to be here this morning and and being able to uh, sing praises to you and and um, and praise God with our Christian brothers and sisters and and um, it's such a an honor and a freedom that we have to be able to come here be with us as we go through this week and know that we need you in everything that we do and pray in Christ's name amen let's all be standing if you haven't done so yet um, and you have children in stage two nurseries please go back now and, and pick them up as we close out The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And give you peace. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto Um, forgive me. Um, the words of the gospel need to speak to us at all times. Um, we we just got word. Um, her brother-in-law was here and a, and a nephew came in with word. Uh, Liz Spencer uh, had some chest pains either last night or earlier this morning. Kara got her to the hospital, but she has passed away just in the last couple of moments. Her sister, as you know, passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, I would ask that you keep this family in prayers, particularly Kara, her daughter, and the kids, but that whole extended family has experienced a whole lot of loss. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm really glad that I hugged her the last time I saw her. And, uh, and really thankful for that. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God, we um, come to this place and we leave this place every week with a sense that we are in your hands. And hopefully in coming we were reminded of the power of those hands and encouraged to, to rest in your care and your grace and your mercy a little bit more. Father, when, when we uh, 
get such unexpected news about someone we love. Our hearts break and we grieve. But we don't grieve as those who have no hope. We're thankful that Liz not only knew you, that Liz knows you. And we thank you for the faith that we have that you have brought her into your rest. We lift up Kara and TJ and Maddie and Jason. We lift up that whole family who have experienced so much loss recently, again, unexpectedly. We pray that you would send your spirit of comfort and peace on them. We pray that you would help us to see ways that we can be part of that hand of love, hand of care, voice of encouragement. Again, Father, we, we pray these things in hope because of Jesus. And we ask and we rejoice that Jesus hears these prayers and will care for that family and will encourage us to be your care for them. Only through the name of Jesus. And the whole church said, just want you to know, I love you with the love of the Lord. I love you with 